Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Pez Universe podcast. This is episode four. Uh, my name, of course, is the Wesertron, and uh, I'm joined by one of the laziest people on planet Earth. It is uh, Barry, aka the Midnight Kid. Barry, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I forgive you already for that that little dig there. But, uh, well, we've had we've had we've had two or three really nice intros. I thought I'd throw you under a bus for a change. Yeah, I was expecting expecting a, a, a glowing a glowing reference or something, and it was like straight in under the bus. So uh, we'll we'll kick things off in a in a well, I would say a slightly leisurely fashion, but it's it's never a leisurely fashion on the Pez Universe podcast. Well, uh, we're going to start talking basically a little bit more about my club. I know that obviously to a lot of people they might be going, but where's you've spoken so much about my club already in the first three podcasts well actually today we're going to be talking a little bit more uh, about the agents uh, more in depth actually more in regards to pack weight uh, content and, and a load of other things so uh, baz I'll, I'll i'll lead off with you first of all um in terms of uh, my club i know you uh, tend to play a lot of offline but i know you do frequent a little bit of online you do stream on the pesh universe uh, twitch and i've seen you play and shout uh, a lot of your players <laughs> abuse and yeah. um in terms of in terms of packs and openings and, and things like that, what what in terms of your opinions are you, are you thinking about the the agents? I mean, we've seen this week we've seen the I think it was the Worldwide Stars, which yeah. was you know a, a limited time agent. It was you know my my club coins only. You know what what's your what's your take on on the agents as they stand? I think throughout the year they definitely have struggled to maintain a sense of I suppose whether they've been worth spinning every week or whether they've been worth saving up for every week. Um, mm-hmm. The feature players that we spoke about in the last episode, in episode two as well, just to go back to that, we did kind of delve into that in, in quite a lot of depth um, where I thought that the, the featured players had taken a shine off of the new direction Konami had decided to go with the with the packs. I mean, it feels even weird now calling them packs, doesn't packs. it? It's yeah, still like... Yeah. It's, it's ah, very... It doesn't feel that long ago that we were spinning balls. Spinning so balls, really yeah. But um, no, I do like I do I do I do like where uh, I've liked some of the campaigns that they've done. I've liked some of the agent openings that they have done. The featured players, just to kind of park that there for a second and talk about like last week's. I think it was the twenty-four hour one or the there was just for the hundred coins and you could yeah, get a gold the ball. Worldwide stars, it was. Yeah, like. Stuff like that, and obviously you had the European stars. We've had you know different kind of campaigns. I think a big issue for it is, I think people had kind of learned how to school the system last year in terms of that there was no duplicates. And I think since Konami in kind of invited the duplicates in to be more of a, <laughs> I suppose, a fact a feature of you know packing players and you could get duplicates. I know that there is the workaround that you can trade away, which I think is an excellent kind of an, an addition to it. But I think people were used to last year getting who they wanted to get by, I suppose, sheer force, really. Because they said, well, OK, if I get these 10 players, I'm going to get number 11 guaranteed after yes. all of those have been gone. Whereas now it's it's like, you know, I opened up, I think I got like, I've got William about four times. I've got like a couple of different players, different player like different times. So... Mm-hmm. It is something that they definitely need to to look at. I think the pack weight when you're talking about every week, you're you know how how hard is it to actually clear or how easy is it? It's not very easy to clear an agent, you know, where you're going to clear like a box of like 450 players or whatever, even with three in a pack. So that is something that they could look at. Maybe they could bring in. I've seen a lot of people actually get back to me when I, with a question I put up on Twitter how they would do it, and a lot of people were actually saying. 
how about we bring in a different tier of balls where they cost a little bit more GP? So they might cost 50,000 GP, but you're guaranteed a different stature of player. I don't know how you'd feel about that, Wazer. Well, I think, I think, I think for me, with the, the worldwide stars, I think what kind of gets me each time that those types of agents come on, because it's, it's not the first time that we've, we've seen them. Obviously, we all know, you know, it's quite apparent that my bugbear for anything that is microtransactional yeah. hinted is quite documented. <laughs> I think the other thing that really gets me, I think, is the fact that the players were only, it's only one player a pack. So you're spending 79p, uh, and they granted that might sound, or you know, or the equivalent in cents. It, it, it sounds like a very small amount based on you know, oh, you've got you know one player, which you know, for example, I used the free 200 coins that I'd amassed from the I think it was the anniversary lock-in, which yeah. again is a, is a is a good use of their own kind of marketing scheme to go oh, to celebrate you know Konami's anniversary. We're going to do this, which was great. Yeah, it's a good idea. But and there is always a but which seems to come with these points. It wasn't in enough of a way to actually be impactful, for my opinion, in yeah. terms of the, the 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 feature players. I don't think there was any feature players at that week when that happened. I, I used the remaining kind of two hundred coins. I, I got Soma and I got um, uh, who else did I get? I got Soma and I got somebody else. That that shows you just how kind of you know well known that player was because I don't remember. <laughs> you who don't it even was. remember. Yeah. So for me, I'm kind of a little bit kind of. The the pack weight, I think it, it could it could do with some work. I think I've had a handful probably of uh, occasions where I've had three players in a row for duplicates. So yeah. although the duplicate system is good in that sense, I don't really think it's kind of full scale. You know the 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 kind of end result. I don't I don't think that's where it should kind of land. So mm. three players that the odds and likelihood of you going into a collector's box and picking out players you've already got, especially at a high level is quite low yeah. from what I've seen from players you know well, the, collect- the collector's boxes give you three so you open 25,000 GP you can actually use the GP that you earn in game or whatever and then the, yeah. the, the ones I suppose that you know I think need a little bit of work are the ones that you're paying coins for because I think coins are something that people could get caught up with the fact of okay I'm just going to buy another tenor's worth of coins here because oh, I know yeah. I'm going to get somewhere. Whereas with the GP, once you run out of GP, there's kind of a you know there's, you can't really you can't buy GP. So it's kind of like okay, I'm either going to have to sell some players, or I'm going to actually have to grind um, offline events or whatever, or co-op or whatever, which we'll get into in a minute. But yeah, the the coins is the one that I think that they could be a little bit more inventive with the or you know they could kind of innovate that a little bit better and be creative with it to the point where okay, yeah. It is going to cost me money to get this, but you know who cares? It's my money. I want to spend a fiver to get Patrick Vieira, or I want to spend a yeah. fiver to get Scolzi or Gerard. I grew up watching them. Um, the pack weight, in terms of, do I think? I suppose, do I think uh, that you should get more bang for your buck? I actually like the randomness of it compared to having a full blown transfer market. Now that's not to say I don't want anyone clipping this, <laughs> clipping this, yeah. and saying. You know, Barry doesn't want the the the, the bloody transfer market or a, a, some sort of transfer market to come into to my club. That's not that's not what I'm saying. And as again, as you said, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that could be taken out of context when you're making a statement because there's always usually a but in statements like that. I like the randomness of it, and I think that it's it, it kind of if you were to remove the featured players this year. I think a lot of people would have had very different teams with the scouting mechanics and the fact that you could trade players. Um, yeah. 
So you remove the featured players just for a second. If we were, if you were to remove the featured players from your squad, you're probably you're probably looking. I know you play with the with the level one players and all that, and you have a series built around you know the grind and stuff. But the majority of Pez players now that are playing the game, if you were to take out the feature players, if we were to yeah. do just attain a snap and delete half the fucking people in Pez, <laughs> if we were to do that and the feature players are just gone overnight. Um, squads would be completely depleted because like I would say that nearly every single player that's playing Pez and that has played Pez for the last couple of months their team is littered with featured players oh yeah so like it's yeah I mean for me it's for me that I mean I know we we talked about byproducts of, of featured players being included in the game I think what what one of the things that I think kind of goes a little bit under the radar is the fact that the kind of auction house prices have kind of crashed through the floor yeah because Which is good, like, in a way as well. It's good in a way, because obviously the, 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 the prices in 2018, 2017, Crazy, they yeah. were extortion. <laughs> However, because, but, I mean, I, I didn't want to use it. You know, it, that, it got to that stage. Yeah. But I think they've nerfed it now to a stage where you kind of you kind of you kind of not really got a chance to to really go for it yeah. and, and to really kind of use that to to a, a really good degree. I think it you know it's one of those unspoken casualties. And I think it, that is a bit of a shame that that is kind of by the wayside because the auction house, for all of its kind of foibles, when it was first brought in, was was quite you know for for at least for pairs, it was it was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. Like, oh, like what I can go and try and find players. I can go and do you know find specific traits. I can go and find specific clubs, leagues, you know nationalities, all this good stuff. And you could kind of you know you could really build a team out of it. Whereas now, I think that is kind of even by its own admission now is a little bit. It's a little bit redundant, yeah. thanks to a byproduct. And I, th- I think for for Konami to look on it for the future, I think they need to kind of be a little bit more aware of what these things are going into the game, exactly what they're affecting. Yeah, exactly. The, the knock-on effect of something. If yeah, you're bringing in because that's 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 the thing, Wes. Is that like I've bought players off the scouting. Like I remember, I remember I I bought um, Ronaldo through the scouting this year like through the auction house yeah 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 and literally like a couple of he like he cost an absolute fortune and literally like had him about a week and then i spun him and it was like the whole kind of (laughs) excitement of me no i don't regret getting him or whatever but the whole excitement of kind of saving up to get ronaldo was kind of like okay i'm after plonking down about three hundred thousand gp here which took me a long a long time to get and now I'm after spinning him in just like a random ball. It wasn't even the featured edition. It was around the same yeah. time. Remember, he came out in a featured edition. Yes. Um, I didn't get him in the featured, but I got him in a in a normal black ball. And uh, it was kind of like, okay, now I'm going to have to just use him as a trainer because I'm not going to be trading him anyway, so there's no point. So now I have like I'm nearly maxed out Ronaldo. But it kind of <laughs> just took at the same time, it took me a little out of it because I was like, if only I'd waited a week. Yeah, I would have kept all my GP and I would have spun him for that. But obviously, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But I bought a lot of people through the the auction house um, with the scouts and that. And the, I suppose theoretically, it is as you said, it was groundbreaking at the time, and even now, it is a brilliant feature to have there. But it just does get overshadowed by the featured players and maybe the fact that it's goes back to what I was saying about the randomness I love the randomness of you don't know who you're going to be getting and it shows up and I love the animation of the country and the playing in yeah it is really cool and you see the little foot roll then if it's a nice you know a black ball or whatever 
I like the randomness of it, but I would have liked it to be a little bit more thought out, as you said, exactly, my thoughts line up exactly like you. Like, let's see, you know, what the what the knock-on effect to these featured players are. Um, I'm not one for doom and gloom with the featured players, where I think that, you know, getting rid of the featured players is the solution here. Because I love the featured players. I love some of the guys that are in there, because they're absolutely beasts. But yeah. it's just about, again, that key word that has been a concurrent theme in our podcast so far is like balance and balance and balancing, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to change this. We have an idea to bring these feature players in. Okay, but where's the where's the nerf or where's the counterbalance to somebody? You know, are they going to be able to sign these feature players regularly or is it going to be once a month? And then it's yeah. kind of, let's, let's kind of get these ideas out there. Um, you know, because that is definitely, it does have knock-on effects there's probably people that have never used the, the auction house, which is a pity because it is a really good feature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I think to 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 kind of go back to, and 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 I know that some of these points will kind of sound redundant to those who, who've kind of listened to the first three podcasts, but it, it goes back to to <clears throat> using the content that you have at your disposal. You have a fully fledged auction house. Make it uh, make it a use. Make it a benefit to actually use that auction house. At the moment, you're kind of gearing it towards. You know, microtransactions and 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 you know and those types of purchases. Are you against though? Like, are you are you against? If I was to say, right, you load you load up Pez tomorrow, and there's a special agent there that's going to cost you three pounds. Let's just say, but you will get a guaranteed Arsenal legend. Like, are you against something like that, or are you against just that you're going to put in three pounds and it's just completely? random you could get a silver you could get a gold you could get an arsenal legend but the chances of it are very slim are you kind of like would you like to see them go down that route where there's a there's i suppose without being you know subtle about it there's like a price point as to what you actually get in game similar to how you'd buy car packs for need for speed or something like that where you can drive and unlock the cars whenever you want but if you yeah. buy them you can get special edition cars like there's an actual like you know price per item or per player rather than okay put in your money put in your your spins and there's a chance of getting someone are you more against like would you be okay with that or would you be more receptive of that or are you just kind of i i think i think the the best way to kind of answer that in in the sense of I would be more comfortable with the idea of somebody going, well, you've got, you know, you put three pounds in, but you know exactly what you're yeah. going to get. Yeah. However, you then run the risk of, and again, another risk that you think of is that it runs into play to win territory yeah. or pay to win territory. Yeah. The only thing I would like to see, and that, that would be something, at least if you're going to go down the route of um, kind of guaranteeing what somebody's going to get, you limit the amount of times they can do it. Do it, yeah. That's what I was going to. You that know? was my next question: is to like, yeah. if you are, if you are going to, if you are, because I know some people would say like, well, yeah, look, if I want to put in fifty quid, I want to be guaranteed Ronald Ronaldinho. I want to be guaranteed Gerrard. I want to be guaranteed Beckham. Whatever. Yeah. That's fair enough because that's a lot of the reason why people would buy the David Beckham editions. You know, when the game is originally. Um, it's out for you know when you can pre-order it and stuff a lot of people would yeah. buy the legend edition for that uh but then you're kind of going again with that thing about balancing again is okay but you know are we going to be able to to balance this enough so that the people that are actually doing that and spending five six hundred pounds on my club coins which does happen how are uh-huh. we going to st- how are we going to let them compete instead of treating this as a as a sticker book game 
and yeah. make the players not be so OP. I think that's why they've brought in feature players personally. I know I'm kind of answering my own question, but <laughs> I think that's why they did bring in feature players so that like nobody was going to be that far away from having a top-class team that could compete no matter when you buy the game. So if you bought the game now and you opened up five or six of you know the, this week's uh, featured players, you're going to have probably about five or six players that are over 85 you know, and if yeah. not, like, and they're all going to be fairly good. They're going to have stacked stats and stuff. So, well, here was the thing. Here was the thing that got me was when when you started seeing silver player, feature players. Yeah, I couldn't understand that for the life of me. More yeah. importantly, as well, um, we were talking about duplicates earlier, but mm. having featured players that would reappear. Yeah. So, yeah, granted, same campaigns. Know, example, like, well, no, not so same campaigns. That you obviously have that as an aspect. That's one thing, but your actual featured players when you have two or three versions of the same uh, yeah, pop-up. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we've had multiple versions of Messi. We've Suarez. had multiple versions of Neymar. We've had multiple versions of Suarez. But then you've also had the far- the partnered version of Suarez, yeah. the partnered version of yeah. um, Aaron Ramsey, or things of that. There are more than you know the handful of players that are having good games. Yeah. Like, for example, I think it was this past one where, you know, for example, you've got Cameron Benzema that I think is a featured player this week. Mm. Where you've, whereas you've got in Eden Hazard that won a game on his own and scored probably one of the best goals of the season. Yeah. But he's nowhere to be found in, in the featureds. Granted, he's already been a featured before. Yeah. Again, goes against my own point. But it, there are more than some of the players that they are looking at. You know, that you know, I've, I've seen, you know, I've seen Arms, or Arms of Atlas, for those who don't know him. I've seen him do predictions where he'll go through the entirety of Europe and go, actually, here's a list of loads of people that, you know, should be there. And he'll do, like, a prediction of it each Thursday. Yeah. And some of his predictions, which are, are well and well, you know, well documented and, and well kind of researched, mm. they don't even scratch the surface because yeah. they they just go, oh well, actually, somebody's had one going off their backside, and that counts as a as yeah. a really good week. Just you know? more of the stats that he's actually scored yeah. two goals, no matter how good the goals were or whatever, rather than has it yeah. scored a worldy like. Yeah, yeah, and and I just think there just needs to be a little bit more variance mm. in 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 that side of things, rather than looking at the top teams. And more importantly, don't even take it down to a gold or a or a silver level. Yeah, those those featured players should be black ball players. If they're going to be black ball players, make you know sort do that. Don't don't make it where oh you 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 know you're you're putting money, you're putting three spins, which will be what two pound something or other, mm. like two pound seventy or two pound eighty. But you're putting in three quid and you're coming out with three silver duplicates yeah. rather than the actual black yeah, balls that you happen, really want. Yeah, like the thing about happen. it is that they should make... I Just to play, I suppose, just to play this card is that I I do like a lot of what Konami have done with my club. And in the last episode or episode two of the podcast, I kind of went down a bit of a, a soliloquy about the direction that Konami had decided to go in and that it had... I suppose paid off for them that it, you know it wasn't silly to to kind of concentrate on a on a master league online and then transition into a my club that online centric yeah. style of a game and that was something that a lot of people it crept up on a lot of long term Pez fans and mm-hmm. it was something that I think my club is still in its infancy and some people listening to this might say like oh come on like in this day and age you can't uh, you can't hide behind that you know they have development time they have plans they yeah. know it's working. Mm-hmm. Again, just to preface this with saying, whenever we're talking about anything, there's always more to the statement. When I say that 
Pez is in, you know, my club is in its infancy. It should be better. Like content wise, it should be better. There's no excuse that it shouldn't be better. It can always get better. But I think that the stuff that they've dabbled in has been mixed with met has been met with mixed reception and mixed response. Well, well, yeah, I mean the 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 key one, the key ones, co-op. Yeah, you know, they they brought in co-op and 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 probably it's a nice little segue onto co-op actually because mm. i know we, we were planning on talking about this it, you know they 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 brought in the co-op mode and it was like oh brilliant 3v3 or 2v2 or 2v3 or however you want to slice it and then obviously the main bugbear which again we've we've had the poll for uh, from episode three mm. is the whole oh well actually you, you're playing versus comp yeah and, and it completely it, it, it to to use a footballing kind of pun they scored an own goal completely with it mm. because it was Oh, we're actually giving people the facility to play with superstar AI, AI or yeah. AI AI that is is overpowered or, mm. or, or can you know predict stuff happening, and it's 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 just like well, you've introduced a really good game mode, but then you've not you've not really put put it you know kind of front and center and and made it as good as it can be. Mm. You know that you know again the 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 kind of the I think it was from Pez twenty eighteen or, or this might have been this year actually. I think I've got my years confused, but they brought in random selection. Yeah, the random selection yeah, which was, this year, yeah. which is great to bring it back, but then also the fact is you've hamstrung or you've hamstrung it to just be offline. Offline, yeah. You know, which is a nice it, throwback. Like you can look at it both ways. It's a nice throwback yeah. for 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 friends that grew up playing Pez. Like I had a couple of buddies that have moved off Pez that would have played Pez because random selection was back. Um, but then obviously you know the world has changed now and it is all online. I was online. just about like, to make you know, that point. I was just about to make that point. The world has moved on since the days of getting memory cards and saving your master league team and going yeah. down to your pal's house and going taking on his master league team. Yeah. The world's moved on from from local co-op. It's moved on from, you know, it's moved on from not really having online play. Mm. It's it's moved on. You know, online play is a completely different beast. Yeah. Compared to what you know, what most PES fans grew up on. You know, we've got newer generations obviously coming in that won't even really know about kind of offline co-op or, or going to going around to your pal's house and going taking memory cards and and that kind of stuff or taking your console around so your pal can play the newest version and, mm. and things like that. They won't have that. They'll just have oh, we'll just hook up online and yeah. we'll just sit in a party for hours on end or we'll do we'll do it that way. Well, that's the way it's I gone think, now. Like it's you know it is all online yeah. like, for the last couple of years. But are we kind of are we kind of like is it is it a thing that a free pass is probably too too strong of a phrase, but my club is still in its infancy. It doesn't have a ten year, five year, seven year track record of, you know, what works, what the community wants. Like it doesn't you know, it's still learning, it's still in its infancy, as I said, it's still learning what the community want from it. It's still learning like the featured players I spoke about in the last episode, I don't think that the featured players are going to be the way they are in PES 2020 as they have been mm-hmm. in PES 2019 they'll be tweaked it a little yeah. bit I think um, I think so and I think it'll be the same way as the Legends I mean when the Legends first dropped into PES the first time they were seriously OP and this year they're nearly underpowered I would say compared to the feature players yeah, um, yeah. even compared to some of the normal normal players like you know if you've got if you've got a Legend like Robbie Fowler or if you've got somebody like Michael Owen there's no way they're getting into your team ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo or you know Aubameyang even the normal version but yeah. is it is it kind of is it a thing for 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 everybody to sit back and just say like okay let's let's give this time they're trying different things you know the progress that they've made from the previous my club to this year's my club it hasn't hit a home run but they've got a good lot of 
stuff set up to develop into the future. Whatever doesn't work doesn't work, and they can scrap it and try new things. But mm-hmm. is it is it is it a thing where you think that you know the 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 that there's there's room for that that you can kind of use that as an, not an excuse but as a kind of let's see where this goes it's not the finished article as of right now let's see where it goes is that something that i think people should should do with pez my club well i think i think the the way it's going at the moment is is that i think we live in a, a kind of a generation or an age where you know everything is instant you know you get instant gratification from your tweets you know you stick a tweet up you get a like you get a retweet or you get you know you get an instant yeah you know you get an instant kick from it and i think people are so used to that we want it instantly or we want it now mm. that i don't think pez has that breathing room anymore yeah I, and, and 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 that's more of a cultural thing than it is kind probably of all games else. have that don't have that breathing yeah room. they don't they don't have the breathing room anymore you look at a game like no man's sky for example you know, when that first came out, and again, completely random game in segue. Yeah. <laughs> and that first came out because obviously how much it had been lauded up and said, yeah, we're going to have offline, we're going to have online multiplayer, you'll be able to cruise around your pals, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff that was promised, and then the game gets released, half of it's completely missing, mm. and everybody goes mental. Now, granted, I'm looking at No Man's Sky because obviously the patch that got released, I think it was last year, which has now opened up completely different realms and kind of put the game to where it should have been. Yeah. But again, it, it kind of goes back to that point, I think, that we made on episode one where I was talking about, you know, by the time that you've implemented the changes, your original base that you've got no longer wants to play the game because they're kind of going, oh, well, well, the game's been and gone. They've the game's on. done. Yeah. You know, and they've moved on. They've gone and, you know, they've gone and found Mortal Kombat or they've gone and found the new GTA if yeah. and when it comes out, the new COD, the new Battlefield. They've gone and done other things, mm. you know, and that, and that is a danger for game companies as a whole yeah. let alone Konami it's it's a danger for them all because yeah. they they're, they're going to get you're going to get stuck into this cycle of going well you know we want everything right now oh we we're going to we're going to give you in 3 years i ain't got 3 years to wait yeah. not me personally but yeah. the person at the end of it the person at the end of it might be going well i ain't got 3 years to wait i, I want this game now you see you the know? thing with the older pez games is that and this is this is something that i think a lot of people don't sit back and think of when there was bugs or there was AI disadvantages or there was there was something that wasn't quite what it should be back in PES five, PES six, back in the classic era of PES gaming, which I'm I'm sure a lot of people would would agree. There wasn't an online aspect of it, as what you're saying there as well, that it kind of people have moved on and it's in the age where everything is highlighted. You know, if the keeper makes a bad mistake, it's thrown up on Twitter, and you've got fu- you've got yep. fifteen, twenty people saying, "Oh, look how shit mm-hmm. this is." Pez is a joke. Whereas yep. before, in Pez four, Pez five, Pez six, if something happened, you're playing against the AI, which has been coded specifically to play against you. You're not playing against somebody in real time that is going to adapt to you spamming the wings. That's going to adapt yep. to you spamming long balls. So. It's very hard nowadays, I think, in a sports game to to kind of get that whole experience right, where it says, "Okay, how do we how do we I suppose focus on the human aspect of this rather than before? If there was a bug, okay, there might be a patch for it, but it was happening so so few times that it wasn't taken away from uh, the core experience of the game. So let's just say, for example, there was a there was OP goalkeepers in PES 5 yeah. or the shooting mm-hmm. in PES 6 wasn't as good as PES 5 
there yeah. isn't going to be a patch to revert the shooting or change the shooting throughout the life cycle of that game but yeah. you're only playing yeah. against the AI and you're only playing against your buddies the online aspect of, of people playing 20-30 matches a week isn't going to highlight it so I think that is a good point that you made about people are in this new age where geez, I feel really old saying this now but yeah, people it's... are in this new age where it's like if there's not an instant response fix. fix or something like that, it's like, oh, you know, this is a joke, this is shit. Whereas I see, it's... I see it across my timeline all the time where people tag Konami or people tag official pairs or people tag whoever and they just, they're just like, you know, fix this, this is terrible, yeah. this is this, this is that. And you're like, well, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and I get frustrations like I do. Don't get me wrong. I get frustrated as the next person. You know, granted, I don't always show it, but you get frustrated to a point where you just want to just rage at something mm. or rage at somebody and it ju- you just lose it, you know. Yeah, it's um, a different age. It's a different it's a different age now in in every aspect of entertainment. Like it's it's the same with films, it's the same with movies. Like last year, you remember when everybody was, you know, given really negative reviews of the Star Wars, that new Star Wars that came out because yes. they just didn't like the film wasn't even out they were just re, you know negative bombing or there's a there's a phrase on it I don't know what it's called review bombing <laughs> review bombing yeah. um, and it's just like okay you know a certain bunch of people and then you had people like creating Facebook groups organising these reviews and negative reviews and it's kind of like okay like what are you actually meant to do with that if you're in charge of promoting the Star Wars film you know what I mean are you supposed yeah, to just can't. sit there and say yeah, yeah, I, yeah you know I'm going to engage with a hundred thousand of these reviews um, when there is as you said talking to a wall there's no point in actually engaging if it's not going to be constructive and it's not going to be respectful I suppose to the point where let's get a dialogue going here and work on that either behind yeah, the scenes or publicly or through forums yeah. or surveys or whatever um but just i suppose to bring it back to just to bring it back to the to the to the point i had about you know that my club is still in its infancy and stuff another area of pez which i think is underdeveloped but is i think it's the i think it's the golden nugget for for konami going forward and i think that the co-op is where i would like to see konami really push forward and break new ground yeah um i think that the co-op is it's a special mode when it works when it plays well whether you're playing 10v10 whether you're playing 3v3 whether you're playing with a team of randoms and trying to get a win with them and hoping they'll (laughs) pass you the ball um spoiler they they usually don't don't, they usually don't (laughs) uh or else it's teaming up in a party and just having having to crack um i mean i've played over 800 games of co-op this year alone with my brother so i mean that just tells you how much i've enjoyed it and i'd say maybe about 10 percent of those haven't been enjoyable in some capacity win lose or draw so is that something that you would like konami to focus on going forward especially maybe we could tie this into pez league as well i mean at the moment there's there's the you know you're involved with the e-football pro there's a co-op aspect to that yeah where there's you know i think it's I think it's 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 really entertaining to watch when there's oh, yeah. some people find one v one like really good with the tactics and stuff, um, but I love the co op. I love actually people defending space rather than you know two people chasing after the ball like headless chickens or getting the AI to run after the ball and yeah. home and missile style. Is that something that you would like to see expand with, or is that something that you're happy with where it is at the moment, and maybe focus on other things, or is it? Do you think? I suppose do you disagree with me that it could be you know a massive break new ground for Konami 
I, I think I think there's I think there's 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 a scope for it to definitely be bigger than what it is. Mm. I think if you you peer over the fence at, at EA and the FIFA, they heavily underdeveloped their pro clubs mode. They mm. haven't touched that in God knows how long. If Konami were to just go, hey, actually, we can see that there's something there's something there. Let's try and explore it. Let's try and go through with it. You know, for example, I'm I'm involved with the with the Team UK 10B 10 team. Yeah. You know. And when you get 10 people in a chat, it is incredibly fun. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the co-op aspect, the camaraderie of it, all, the, all those good things. Um, and and like you, when you touched on about eFootball Pro, you know, when, when I see Eldridge O'Neill and when I see Yoss jumping up and down at the fact that they've scored yeah. against Monaco, it is nothing like one v one in the in the sense of there is a completely different vibe in the room. There's a completely different vibe across the board, mm. um, and it, it, there is something to be said for for that potentially replacing one v one in the future. Uh, granted, the tactically tactically you know the tactical side of things, I would say yeah, it, it, it's great fun watching people do different things. However, I think with Pez League, it's got to that stage where. You know, n- yeah. no news, no news flash to everybody, but everybody pretty much plays the same. Yeah. In terms of formations. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very narrow four three three, and it's it's you know it's Arsenal, it's Liverpool, and mm. it can get a bit tiresome to watch. But when you're watching Barcelona and Celtic, or whether you're watching Schalke and uh, Monaco or, or whoever, you know, that there's there's an element to that that I much prefer than you know what what we have going on at the moment. I think that's probably a point more towards more towards esports than it is kind of uh co-op itself but yeah. the mode itself it definitely has scope to to evolve um you know and like you say they're they're in a, in a they're in a spot where they're trying to explore they're trying to see what works first then w- what they can pull back on mm. um i think if they were to remove the com um yeah that's a big thing. i know i know we had i know we had the poll last week about white benching versus the com which mm. one which one's worse mm. um I think if they were to get rid of the calm, that would go a long way to kind of repairing some of the ill feeling with regards to co-op. There are a lot of co-op players out there that are not happy with the fact, you know, that you co-op against, yeah, you know, one player. You know, it's kind of what swayed me off, kind of playing for or playing within, kind of, you know, uh, co-op online and co-op on my club, and and to some extent, it, it kind of. You know, well, obviously, bad timing stopped me from playing in Pez League, but I wasn't really hot on the mode in Pez League either, yeah. because there was there was that kind of danger of oh well, somebody will load in with a second controller, and then they'll disconnect the second yeah. controller, and lo and behold, they've got two AIs versus a three. Yeah, and it's a che- it's a che- it, like it's a cheap match. Either, even if you win, like it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable because it's the same as playing playing offline, like an offline exhibition match. Like it's just like mm. okay, I'm playing against the AI and I'm winning, patting the back me like that yeah. human competitive nature is gone out of the match because it's like yeah like look at the comm stats he's had 30 passes and 29 of them have hit the target like what's the point in pressuring him you know he's going to be a step ahead of me all the time with the ai um i do i i think that the i think that the co-op i think that we can go into it i suppose again in in more detail in another podcast but i definitely do think that the co-op is something that they could build around in terms of the pace of the game um, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll know from obviously you're playing your 10v10. I've played one or two, not with obviously that, the, the league, but I've played one or two in, in lobbies and stuff, and I've played a lot of 3v3 and 2v2. It starts to get, with the current pace of the game in PES 2019, it starts to get a little bit manic. 
every every now yeah. and again through periods of the game. Now, if everyone plays the way that they're going to play, if you've got a very structured team, um, mm-hmm. you know, like which you have with with the English guy, well, the English here's, team. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with that actually is that that, that that I suppose that's the difference between the two modes is that with the ten v ten stuff, it's the team play logic. Yeah. So it plays it it plays very differently to yeah. a co op mode. And granted, I, I take your point. In regards to the the car mode, it is pretty frantic. It if you wanted, pretty... yeah, but if you wanted a ten v ten to be balls to the wall frantic, you could, you know, you could do it. It's oh, just yeah. that you're tra- you're obviously trying to win. You're obviously trying to be a good team, you know, mm-hmm. to give yourselves the best chances. But like with three v three, you've got like you could potentially have six players chasing one one of you down one like, loose ball uh, yeah. Lo- yeah one loose ball at any given time and that's yeah. just the defending team the attacking team then might have an AI runner might have the two or three guys making manual runs do you know it can get a little bit yeah. I know what you're saying point taken that it is it is kind of more structured with the 10v10 um, but again you guys are good at the game even understanding of the game if you're putting in if Konami made a basic 10v10 mode very easily accessible that everyone just match makes from the my club menu and you've got 10 randoms versus 10 randoms it could be mayhem because it's like okay like why isn't my right midfielder staying in his right midfield position or tracking back the wing player or whatever you know people would just be attracted to the ball you're not gonna you're not gonna get let your left back get a ball if you think you can get it and you're a striker <laughs> you know it's yeah it's um but i think if konami sat back and said okay let's let's develop the game with a co-op emphasis in mind yeah i mean i, th- I think my kind of final thought on, on on that particular kind of topic is and it, it's very very weird is that the game feels different in pretty much every mode that i play in yeah. so offline will feel different to my club which will feel different to co-op which will feel different to team play lobby yeah which will feel completely different to pez league, well, pez league there's is... no there's no universal feeling amongst yeah. the, the games there's no kind of um joined up kind of thinking with it and 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 i suppose that for me is something that they would need to focus on mm. is get the game to feel across the board the the kind of the same because at the moment that you go into different lobbies you go into different servers you go into different everything and it all feels different you know you might have a game that will be 150 miles an hour you might find a game that actually you know slower play and things like that it's it it, it very feel it you know they just need to look at that and get yeah. that universally better um across the board the pay, i think the problem with that is the pace is dictated by individual factors of each mode rather than there being just a core like the core gameplay is all the same it's just that if you've got you know featured Aubameyang up front and featured Mbappe who have nearly who have 99 pace each and Mm -hmm. in the difference you're playing in the 10v10 league and you've got Harry Kane making your runs like the same gameplay is there but it's just that there's so much boost going on and so much stuff going on behind the scenes with the with the different mechanics of my club and the featured players and stuff compared uh-huh. to the regular out of the box vanilla experience um that is something that they really need to focus on like a fundamental focus yeah. that they need is to kind of right let's make this core gameplay that if somebody is playing my club with even the best players in the game or they're playing with barcelona in a normal challenge match offline against their buddy Let's make the core gameplay not that much more frenetic than it is online or throughout modes. Yeah. That would definitely, definitely be something that could that could um that could right a lot of those wrongs. Definitely. 
definitely. I think um, I think as our kind of our final, oh, well, I say our final thought. I sound like Jerry Springer. <laughs> um, uh, it's a, hello, kids. What Jerry, we've quote, learned Jerry, today. Quote, quoting Jerry Springer to people when like, <laughs> half the people will probably not, have no idea who he is. Anyway, um, to to kind of segue on to kind of our, our final question or our final thought. To kind of tie in with some of the stuff that's going on on social media, also obviously to tie in with the, the classic corner, which is you know it's still in development, but it is coming coming soon. Um, your your favourite cover star on uh, on on Pez or Pez's history, hmm. um, which which would you which would you go for for your your favourite? This ties into obviously a tweet we put up the other day on on Pez Universe, um, and with the amount of people that like had there's so many different different selections. Oh, I've seen a lot of Kalina. Yeah, Kalina, of Kalina. I was actually very surprised. I was like, okay, lads, like, relax. He's, he's, he was a referee <laughs> in the key, in the game. Like, he wasn't a striker or something. Um, yeah. It probably was just ahead of its time at the time. As one of one of the the classic guys, Ali, actually said, it was just so cool to have something so different in a Pez game. Um, I think for me, it would probably have to be, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a very boring choice here. It probably have to be Ronaldo, the first box Ronaldo was on, which would have been, if I'm not mistaken, twelve. I want to say twelve. Oh, and now I think I'm gonna try and pip you on your own. Ah, again. shit! Uh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I anyway. believe that the first time Ronaldo appeared on box art was actually oh, 2008. 2008. Yeah, with Michael Owen. I, You're would, right. I was gonna say I was gonna say bonus points if you can name the co- the other coast. You're right, Michael Owen. I remember it now because I ha- I actually have it. I was going through my old Pez stuff the other day <laughs> and I found it on. Uh, I'm gonna post a picture to Twitter when this launches just to prove my point, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I wouldn't even say that that was yeah okay he that was the first time he was on but I actually <laughs> I loved his bo- I loved the box art, the art of, one. yeah I think it was Pez twenty twelve was my favorite box art I think that was when he was kind of shooting the ball with his like it was mm-hmm. like he was after taking a free kick I think Pez twenty thirteen was like the ball he was kind of taking a volley or something but Pez twenty twelve he was like I can actually picture it clearly because it's I thought it was really cool he's like facing out towards the you know the camera or whatever and he's just yeah. kicking the ball towards kind of the towards the front of the of the picture so that mm-hmm. was probably my favorite box art i would say i'd say my one my one uh now i i will have to defer to you for the year but one. i can only remember exactly who was on it it was the co-stars of Lionel messi and fernando torres oh I that was 2009 it was 2009 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm nearly sure it was that it was that old school. It, well, I say old school. It's now old school. It's only ten years old. Um, but it was the the Liverpool kit with the the white pipe on it. It always reminds me for some reason of Jermaine Pennant. Don't it ask was, me why. It was definitely either. To tell, I, actually, I think Messi was on it by himself in two thousand and nine and two thousand and. 11. It was 2010. I'm nearly sure yeah. it was 2010. I'm going to look it up here now. What you get? What you get slandered in the comments? It, if it's not 2010. It, I'm going to be very cross here because I remember Messi was on it twice before Ronaldo. So that would be 2009, 2010, 2011. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Torres yeah. is on 2010. <laughs> and then I'd probably say my, my, my kind of my food for thought and at least something you could probably we could probably use on the on the Pez Universe account. So again, we, we're trying to get a thing going where we actually have polls on, on Twitter. Yeah. Going get people involved. So, like. Yeah, yeah, get people involved. So I think I think the 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 kind of the for the future. So what would be your future one now? I think I'm going to take this one first because I, I want to set a picture for yeah, you. Go on. Um, now this kind of ties back into not only is it Pez 2020 and it's a it's a um, a Euro or European Championships okay. year. 
Um, it goes back to using the licenses that they have, which, okay. of course, I think they still have the Wafer Euros license, I think. Okay. So picture, picture this. Okay. I'm thinking you've got Ronaldo front and centre in the Portugal kit. Nice. You've got Harry Kane to his left. In England kit, okay. Which I, I granted, granted, it's a fantasy one because Kane is all over FIFA. But I'm just thinking laterally here. Okay, let's go with it. Let's go with it. To his right, slightly further back, Virgil Van Dijk in the Dutch kit. Ooh. Um, in the uh, Italian kit, just behind him, Dries Mertens. I mean, granted, they'd probably have to jump on Virgil Van Dijk's shoulders. <laughs> um, and then to the left of then Harry Kane. Um, so you just have five cover. Well, you'd have five cover stars, kind of in like a V shape. Little V, and yeah. Then yeah, and to the left of him, or to the left of Harry Kane, you'd have uh, Ivan Rakitic in his Croatia shirt. Mm, it's interesting additions. So you yeah, have five, so five for the price of one. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you, you, it's it's been a while since they've had comboed. I think the last time they had a comboed um, cover star was Morata and Neymar, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, obviously but they had the, all the, the Barca players. Was a seventeen. Oh yeah. And all that, but that was the one. I mean, team. that's that's splitting hairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. Uh, Go on, you hit yours. Well, if you're you going to go yours. for a multiple one, I'm going to go for one to get front and centre. I'm just going to go for one player. I, I want to try and guess who you think or who I think you're going to go for. <laughs> go on, I reckon that you're going to go with Paul Popper. No. no. I was thinking okay. it. I was thinking it. I would like Pogba there from a marketing point of view, and he's obviously he's massive you know, in terms of marketing and advertising. It would be class. Mm-hmm. Um, him in the French kit would be pretty slick. I'm going to go with Mbappe. That would be Ooh. that would be my ultimate. I think he's the future of world football. I think he's he's signature the most pose on the front. Yeah, it's... I think I think his signature pose. I think he's he's an absolute beast in Pez. I think he's youth. I think he's 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 a youthful player as well. So I think he could be there to to kind of have you know gone in. They already already have the licenses with PSG are obviously featured in the game and stuff. So it wouldn't be a massive stretch to get Mbappe in his French kit Very there. True. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, I think just for just for the sake of saying it, um, even though I think it would it would be it would be stupid of me not to say, I think Van Dyke would be would be a big shout as well to get get him front and center. Yeah, or 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 you just combine the two, dial it back to Pez five, and you have Van Dyke Face off. facing off. That would be pretty. Bapper. That would be pretty sick if you <laughs> if you had Pez two thousand and five recreated with Mbappe as Ferrari and Van Dyke. For John Terry, although me comparing Van Dyke to John Terry will upset a lot of Liverpool fans, we'll go with Ooh. the we'll go with the team of that. Um, but yeah, man, that would be interesting enough. Like it'd be see, I always like the cover box stars. Like it's, uh, I think it's it's really cool. Like I did like the Celtic and Rangers editions of the game um, this year. I got a couple of the couple of the different boxes just to just to add to my Pez collection. But um, yeah, I think having like a really nice box is like a star on the box like is it kind of sets the tone for the game Definitely. in terms of how slick it's going to be or whatever because Definitely. if you think back at the old Pez games the first thing people say about Pez 3 oh is that the one with Kalina was on the front, the one on the front. do you know what yeah. I mean or it's like oh what one was Totty on was it Pez 4 and it like brings back all those memories so yeah. while it's a superficial thing uh, and I know it's got more to do with marketing and stuff I do think that when you're looking back at Pez it is it is a big thing, so it's not to be taken lightly. So no, not at all, not at all. Oh, all right, man. Do you want to cut it there and uh, yeah. be back for episode five? I think we had a good discussion. Yeah, just touching I think so. on my club and co-op and stuff. Um, any final thoughts, or do you want to just round us off? Uh, no, just that uh, 
just to, to date this, uh, Villa are now seven games, uh, seven wins in the, on the spin. So I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'll just leave that with that one. <laughs> Fair enough. I've not come back to that. <laughs> All right, man. It's good talking to you as usual. And uh, we will be back soon with episode five. This was episode four. If you haven't checked out the series, check it out on SoundCloud. It should be on iTunes by now as well. And uh, yeah, I've been the Midnight Kid. And Weza has been Weza. So we'll talk to you in a bit. Peace. Peace out.